0: Thank you. walking through the park one day in the merry merry month of may when taken by surprise by a pair of lovely eyes in the merry merry month of may welcome 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 you are listening to now and then flatto academy theater my name is randy reed And this is our month of May episode. Looking forward to having you stick around with us. We've got some really interesting people coming up. Hope you're able to do that. I would like to start today by introducing you to uh, Michael Piggott. Michael Piggott is the chairman of the Academy Theatre Foundation right now. The foundation was formed back in the early 1960s by Dr. William Service. And it was an opportunity for the residents of this fair city of ours to save the Academy. The Academy was on its last legs. It was very close to being turned into a parking lot. And that's when Dr. Service and a bunch of concerned citizens got together and formed the Foundation. Today, the Foundation holds a very important part in the theater's life. And you will be hearing about it starting with my new best friend, Michael Piggott. Okay, I'm here at the theater with uh, Michael Piggott, who is the current chairman of the Academy Theater Foundation Board, and we're gonna be discussing all things present-day Academy. Welcome, Michael, and thanks for your time. Thank you, Randy, glad to be
1: here. Give us an idea of how long you've been involved with the theater. So I started approximately eight years ago here at the theater. I just finished up a a long-term commitment with uh, Lindsay Minor Hockey as far as coaching. Uh, I coached my son and a bunch of other kids, and they all uh, went off to university. So I was looking for another way to give back to the the town that I was uh, so fortunate to be part of. Um, And I was sitting up in the balcony listening to Steve Earle, one of our... uh, world class performers that uh, came to the theater and I said to myself like how lucky we are to have someone of this caliber in this town and how sad it would be if we were to lose this opportunity Um, I've, I've always said that you can come to a show in Lindsay for a fraction of the cost of going to say, Toronto, for example. And a good example of that was last night. We had Matt Anderson here. Uh, tickets were somewhere in the neighborhoods of $70 a ticket, I think. And he did two nights at Massey Hall. Interesting enough, um, Massey Hall, I believe Massey Hall was built a year after this theater. We were mm-hmm. built in 1892, opened 1893. I think they went to 1894 or so at, uh, at Massey Hall. And it's the same architect. Right. The same architect, which is really interesting. Yeah. So if you want to go see Matt Anderson in the city, you're going to pay. Uh, tickets were comparable. comparable, um, But you're going to add on your two hours each way, time-wise, the fuel costs. If you're going to eat when you get down there, if you're going to get a hotel room and stay overnight and all the meals and everything else, you're not long gouging into a $1,000. Pretty easy. You can stay in your own bed, which I'm a big fan of nowadays. Come down here. Um, see the same show in a very intimate setting in a, with, with world-class sound and acoustics here and get in and out of here for under $200. So, I mean, it, it would be a shame to lose something like that. Um, I know you asked me not to start how long I've been involved and I've gone on a bit of a tangent here. It's just because I, no, no. I, 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 I do that quite a bit when we get talking about the theatre. But it was about eight years ago when I joined... Um, I started and uh, I was the facility chair here for a while on one of the committees, and then I was asked to be the vice. And then when Alex McLeod left uh, as our chair, he asked if I would take over a chair. So I've been chair for about three years, two of which have been COVID. Right. Yeah, which yeah. was a challenging time. A lot of people think, um, you know, COVID, we closed the doors and we didn't have to do anything. The board actually, the board, you know, as stewards of the theatre, are supposed to be more of a governance board than an operational board. We're supposed to oversee the operations of the theater and give directions to the staff and, you know, liaise with the with the, the city and other municipalities and other um, entities. But when we had to make the very tough decision of laying off staff and keeping only our manager Craig on, um, the board had to slip back into an operational role again, so um, we we were and had been extremely busy during during covid that's
0: really quite something i know I know the board is really heavily involved with uh, things like grants uh, things with the government and that that type of thing. Can you give us a little rundown on that
1: yeah, grant writing was something that we lacked here for years and years and years. We threw you know and you have to have grants you have to have sponsorship, you have to have extra money coming in here. It it it, uh, it it's about eight hundred to a thousand dollars a day, just to keep the doors open here. Wow! So, you know, you do the math pretty quickly. You see, you know, how many shows you have to have to keep this place going. So when we hired our our recent manager Craig Medcalf, Craig is extremely good at not only writing grants but finding grants. And and you know, it was it was very interesting because. Um, we paid um um I think a fair wage for 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 Craig. Um some people think it's maybe a, a lot for a small town, but I, I'm a firm believer you get what you pay for and Craig it was funny because Craig wrote enough grants to cover his wages wow. in, in the first few months that he was here. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it really, really offset the the cost of the theater and uh, really, really helped us out. So Craig's been a, a really welcome addition. He's he's very, very good at what he does. That's great. Um, Flato, uh,
0: the Flatto Corporation has come on board lately. Yeah. Um, naming rights and, and among other things. Yep. Yeah. Um, can you give me a little rundown on, on how that came to be,
1: and their involvement in in going forward? So, um, this this has been. Um, if you were to ask me, what was my biggest surprise? chairing the board my biggest surprise is how little people understood what naming rights are acc um scotiabank center all these larger facilities have naming rights and all naming rights is is it's sponsorship it gives you advertisement free advert, not free advertisement right. you pay to have your name on a building and that that's your advertising um So probably, I think we signed a year and a half ago. It was around December of last year. Um, Craig was the one that first uh, reached out to Shakir and his team. And then uh, Jim Lawler met him on one of his sites around here by Cameron and asked if he'd be interested and he he said, sure. So uh, he came in and I met him and we sat down with myself and some of the other board members gave him a tour of the theater. Um, he did his due diligence on the theater. We did our due diligence on the, on the Flato uh, company, and uh, we entered into a 15 year agreement with them for naming rights. And the the amount of people that came back and said, "Why did you sell the theater?" It was just it was baffling to me. So right. We didn't sell it. We you know we let a guy put his name, his company name on it for advertising. I mean that happens even in Lindsay and other buildings sure, and stuff too. Absolutely. I mean you have to do it so. We got uh, uh some money uh up front a good chunk of money up front to help with uh you know the patio, some other operational costs and everything else he was you know it, it was not a restricted amount he said here's some money, do what you need to do to run the theater and then every year after that for fifteen years, we get a, <laughs> a sizable uh, sum of money from him and uh the only conditions he had was uh one that I was very happy to. work with was he wanted to have one board member which was great so we have one of his uh, uh, team members on the board uh, Katerina and uh, she's been uh, a welcome addition so uh, uh, we get to use her as a resource and he gets to oversee his uh, his investment right Right. his his advertising fees so it's it's been a win-win it's been it's been great and as far as uh, you know are they uh, they being Flato or Shakir, um, you know, constantly asking us to do this or that. No, it's a, it's the opposite. It's uh, you know, he, he's been very very uh, open to anything that we want to do. He's not restrictive on anything, and and you know, it's it's naming rights. It's, mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. So yeah. it's 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 a it's a great uh, it's a great thing for us. I mean, it, it it covers you know a lot of some you know some wages you know we, like I said earlier it's 800 to a thousand dollars a day to keep that up yeah so everybody goes okay you get 75,000 from them a year right well there's still another you know 200 and what's that 285 days left of the year we got to find a thousand dollars yeah so it's it's a it's it's a lot of work keeping this place open absolutely absolutely Michael
0: thank you so much for your time I appreciate it very much and I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking again somewhere down the road
1: well happy to uh and I appreciate you taking the time to do this and getting our name out there because uh you know, the one thing I hope that comes out of this is, uh, and I might as well put the little pitch in here that I try to tell people. I mean, people have to realize the social, the economic, and the cultural benefit of having a theater like this in Lindsay. And one of our jobs that we're doing as a board right now is trying to establish a, a better relationship with the new council and the leadership in, in town here. We we have yet have not received any municipal funding which is rare for a theater in a small town like this small community a lot of other theaters get you know a line item on the budget we don't we want one bad we need to get something from not only the municipal but we need it from federal and from provincial we don't get anything from them you know we get the odd grant here and there that we have to work pretty hard to get but we need to do a better job of getting in front of these politicians and saying here's what this theater offers here 's what the community benefit here 's how the community benefits you go down to some of the restaurants you go to Olympia you go to Vino you talk to some of these other restaurant owners and, and the night that we have a concert or a, some show on here they're they're making money
0: absolutely so you know yeah.
1: it 's a win win for everybody and, it, it, right. and we just need uh, we need help that way and um, that 's one thing and the board's going to start working towards um, you know showcasing what the theater can offer the well, any
0: help we can we can give uh, please let us know well, we appreciate it thank you very much all right take care all right we are here with our friend Craig Metcalf the uh, general manager of the Academy and a couple of questions Craig before we get into the May lineup um, give us just a little thumbnail about a a typical day in in your life here at the theater
2: well it's a fairly complex operation um, we present our own shows we do rentals we have to do maintenance repairs on the building so in a typical day we take uh, rental requests we search the calendar we create contracts i'm always looking for money that takes up a good part of the week, yeah. with uh, grant applications and looking for sponsors for specific events. Always looking for shows that we can present, just like we did in in February with Kim Mitchell, Colin Mockery, etc. We do have some big stuff coming up in the fall, but I can't announce that yet. But that's you know those are time consuming things, and of course monitoring the the. Building, knowing when to call the electrician, the plumber, etc. So the old building it, needs a lot of it. It, it does. So it is a business. We're you know yeah. it, it's um, it's a lot of fun being in a theater, but it's strictly business for us. Absolutely. And do the
0: promoters and the agents and the managers and so on? Do they call you, or do you call them, or does
2: both? That normally, work? Um, you know, sometimes they're looking for to, to fill some dates on a tour, so mm-hmm. so we would uh, help them with that. But also, right. I go looking to see what uh, what we can program here that makes sense for the community, but also makes sense from a revenue perspective for us.
0: And how would you go about doing that? Like if you're looking.
2: Well I I do work with major artist representatives like uh, Pecan Entertainment, uh, Feldman and their Shantaro. rosters are yeah, Shant- yeah, yeah their their rosters are huge. Yeah. So and I also uh, belong to the block booking group from ontario presents which is a, a community of theaters from across the the oh, yeah. province so right. negotiate a deal for all of the theaters paying the same price and trying to get it a little lower based on the commitment of 10 shows right. uh, spread right. out across ontario yeah
0: well that's great all right give us an idea of what's happening in the month of may
2: well, we start off with ie Weldon antics and it's great. been a long time I guess since they've uh, been here um, I haven't had a chance to work with them before yeah, because it's traditional oh my god that goes back way 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 far oh, great and we're so happy to, to to have them that's May 3rd and fourth followed up by the ACDC show Canada they were here in 2021 always a great crowd Um Seamus who's not only their manager but he's uh, the the singer great guy to work with and puts on a they put on a a, a lovely show on me the 12th this is a really great show brought to us by uh, Black Rose Entertainment it's the last waltz it's so it's a live song for song recreation of the bands uh, the last waltz and it's led by Lance Anderson He's from Aurelia, believe it or not oh, yeah. But he's uh, also a Juno winning uh, Maple Blues Award winning uh, Musician, writer, composer And under his direction um, This was, I think Last year uh, The closing on the main stage of the Mariposa Folk Festival mm-hmm. So it's uh, uh, They're an amazing group of professional musicians And that's going to be an amazing show I encourage people to attend that one Uh, A little bit of fun on the 14th, on Mother's Day, we're having the Canine Circus. So the stage will be filled with dogs. Um, They did perform on Canada's Got Talent, so uh, we're looking forward to hosting them here. If you love animals, you'll love this show. And then on the 20th, it starts with dance studio season Uh, in the Kawartha Children's Dance Centre. We'll be here on the 20th and the 21st for their showcase rounding out the month a uh, triple bill ABBA Bee Gees and Adele tribute Mm -hmm. on uh, May 26th followed by a mentalist Savio Joseph maybe he'll encounter Mary and be able to uh, (laughs) interpret for her I don't I don't know but um, busy month and uh, we're looking forward to uh, May and June busy and uh and looking forward to being able to announce a couple of big things for the fall. Great. Thank you, sir.
0: For the final time, we are going to take you to the end of a conversation that I had with Randy Reed the younger, uh, a couple of months back. He is a really interesting fellow. He um, is the past artistic director of New Stages Theatre Company in Peterborough, but he has a long and varied history as an actor, a producer, a director, casting director. He's done a whole whack of different things, and he had quite a history with the Academy Theatre as well. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you've heard a lot of his earlier history, and today you'll hear about his, um, forming the theatre company in Peterborough, and, uh, how they're doing today. So here is my last segment of my conversation with Randy Reed.
3: So I was working pretty steadily in Edmonton, but I got bored with Edmonton after Toronto, to tell you the truth, you know. so, so But I went briefly to Vancouver after that, thinking, um, maybe I should give the film world a shot. And, you know, at that time anyway, a, a lot of film was being shot in Vancouver. And I found Vancouver so beautiful, but uh, it was there was so little great theatre. There was a,
0: oh.
3: a lot of, you know, not not to put down Neil Simon. Neil Simon was a great writer, but it's that, that kind of theatre was sort of all the stuff yeah. that they were doing. And uh, I was interested in stuff that was deeper than that. And also, uh, it was a different mentality. You know, you go to an audition, if it was a nice day... Uh, sometimes actors wouldn't show up because they were out in the sailboat or or, or whatever you yeah. know what I mean yeah. T- just completely different from Toronto that may have changed now I have no idea I haven't been there well that was I remember what year it was that was probably 80 that was probably around 1990 you know so then I came back to Toronto and uh, I did a play at Cannes Stage called uh the Dreamland, and uh, the Bob Baker directed, and he was artistic director of Grand Stage. And after that, he asked if I would be interested in being as assist- assistant and being casting director for the company. And that was a hard decision to make because I didn't really want to stop acting, but. So it was I thought I could learn a one or the other kind of well I could I couldn't yeah I had I, yeah that would be a full-time job particularly right. okay. good yeah. the job is casting director but I decided to do it and I learned a lot from it I okay. learned a lot from it and one of the things uh, I learned that I was I was very good at casting I knew what mm-hmm. uh, I wonder sometimes if that came from my mother, who was not involved in the arts. But like, you know, when she would watch something, like I remember taking her to see *Terms of Endearment*. You know, it's really good. Well. I said, sure oh, Shirley McLean was good." She was, but you know, Cloris Sipes would be good in that part too. Like, she always had another idea of who might be good in yeah. a certain role, um, <laughs> which is what a casting director does essentially. Yeah. That's right. Uh, come up with a bunch of ideas. Uh, so anyway, I, I did that. For, I, you know, it's hard to remember exactly what you did when you look back date date wise. Yeah. But I did that for a few years, and then I. Uh, one of the things I loved about that company at the time was, for each play, the first read through, uh, the first table read through, everybody was invited. The caretaker was invited. Uh-huh. Everybody, you know, it was like this great camaraderie uh, right. of a company and a uh, show place was being built here and, then. and I knew Beth McMaster uh, who sort of spearheaded and got that off the ground uh, and some I forget exactly how it, but uh, decided to come back here to start a summer company a summer theater like Janice had ran mm-hmm. at, uh, in, at the academy and you know in many ways I wanted to replicate what he did. Right. Except I didn't want to do just comedies. I wanted to give... Have ba- I I to have balance in the work, you know? Mm-hmm. Give them that, but give them something to think about, too. Right. you know. And uh, so it was hard getting that theater off the ground. And what year uh, would, would that have been? That, the, that start, we started in 1997. Oh, okay. Yep. The first play we did was a play called Sylvia. And I think... I think I think in the beginning, I was a bit of a snob, I think, about about uh, the theater. Thought, I'll bring these people good theater they haven't seen before, you know. And uh, that probably was a bad thing, because I don't think... It's not really who I am, And I, but I don't think Dennis ever had an ounce of that in him mm-hmm. at the Academy Theater. I think, it, I think uh, the reason it ran so well under him for so long was he just uh, embraced that community... Totally, totally, yeah. without, without reservation in any way, you know. And uh, I his, his son, I remember
0: his son talking about him walking down Kent Street, the main drag, in Lindsay, and he said it would take two hours to get from one, one spot to yeah. the other spot when he's walking with his father, because he knew everybody. He yeah. knew everybody. everybody.
3: He uh, had to stop and talk and that that that. that. So yes, so I it, was, d- I it was, em- I was an adventure. I did emulate him in terms of uh, I would meet every greet everybody at the door yeah. and greet everybody yeah. as they really very important. Yeah, I never ever ever cast myself in anything unless I was absolutely right for it. Mm-hmm. Dennis would cast himself occasionally, and, and he was usually right for what yeah. he yeah. cast himself as so uh, then uh, the theater just uh, what happened then frankly is uh, I forget exactly how many years in probably five uh, the theater guild decided to do a summer theater have a summer theater too and uh, you know almost all of our actors were equity we had to bring them from Toronto pay for accommodation uh, it was an expensive proposition mm-hmm. um, the fact I never took any money from the company until the last, just about the last five years and I've taken a salary of 400 a month until I finished in the end of uh, December, but prior to that everybody else was paid <coughs> everybody, no matter what they did, they were paid and, uh, equity or non-equity and, uh, and the first few years I, I, mean, I threw in I threw in like Five, maybe 10 grand a year just to keep it going myself wow. which I don't regret because I got a great deal of joy from it you know an enormous amount of joy from it uh, uh, but then when the Guild decided to have a summer theater 12 bucks a ticket I think if they start. I mean we, we couldn't compete with them No, we just couldn't because I don't th- the one thing I don't think I think a lot of people don't necessarily recognize the difference between professional and amateur theater. I think they do when they're there. Yeah. Uh, if they were to go back to back to something. Yeah. But when they're sitting it, I don't think they really... So that that's hard to get to... Cause, you know, initially I wanted it to be like... to grow to become like Shaw Stra- Stra- mm-hmm. uh, or Stratford and, and maybe I have... Showplace be our main stage, and Margaret Hall be our second stage, and all of that. But anyway, it, so when the guild started their theater, it morphed into a what I would call a, a small regional theater. Then we decided to operate from uh, September to June instead of July and August, and that was actually a good thing ultimately because it meant we could do some heavier themed work that mm. uh, and work at attracting. The Trent University students and the Fleming students and so on that might be interested so uh, and it's gradually it gradually started to grow from that and uh, not in leaps and bounds but slowly like it has actually you know we we now have an annual subscribership of a couple hundred people which is great because Mm -hmm. especially uh, if you're doing a one night event like a reading which we have a reading series called the page on stage and it's full all the time because the subscribers want to be right. at, you know, yeah. at Market Hall so, uh, but I did it for 25 years and I loved every minute of it but the last couple of years I got really tired of the administration and the, that part of it, never got tired of the creative part of it, but um, but also I'm old, I'm an old fart, you know, it needs young Blood with new yeah. ideas and fresh approach, and you know. Uh, s- and I'm Mark Wallace, who took over for me, is exactly that, I think. Mm. He's, uh, he's he's trained in, th- he actually is a, his prof- daily profession is as a copywriter, but he trained in theater. Uh, he at one point was the interim artistic director for Peace Theater in Toronto, and, and they went a Dora under his direction. Oh. So, so, uh, Uh, He has the same love of theater and the love of community that I do, so I Mm -hmm. feel great that he's here to take over.
0: Coming up this summer at the Academy Theater, Triple Threat Productions is presenting the musical Matilda and I am going to be charting the progress of this great show right from the beginning to the end. I'm looking forward to it. Today, you will hear a little bit of the initial auditions that took place uh, the end of April at the, uh, the Lindsay Dance Studio, and I went with my trusty little recording device and uh, interviewed some of the folks that were there. So this is my first Introduction to the musical, Matilda. We're here at uh, the Lindsay Dance Studio, and this is the first day of the auditions for the musical, Matilda, that's being done this summer by um, Triple Threat Theater. And I'm here to interview some of the people that are involved. So, I have a young lady here that I would like to introduce you to. What's your name, darling?
2: Juliana.
0: And have you ever auditioned before? Uh, no. So are you excited? Yes. Yes? And what are you going to do? Uh, sing. Sing what? I'm um, naughty. Good for you. Good for you. Well, all the best. I hope it goes very well.
2: Thank you.
0: Okay. Hi, what's your name?
2: I'm Callie Howe.
0: And have you ever done this before?
2: No, it's my first time.
0: Are you excited? Yeah. Oh, good. And what are you going to do for your I'm going to
2: sing Matilda's part in When I Grow Up.
0: Good for you. I hope you have fun doing it.
2: I'm nervous, but I'm excited, and I think I'm going to do really well.
0: Great. Good for you. Have fun. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Hi. What's your name?
2: Eliana.
0: And have you ever done this before? No. Are you excited? Yes. What are you going to do for your audition? Ah, nice. Have fun. It's a great turnout today. They've had all kinds of kids and all kinds of adults here. Looking forward to uh, seeing what happens from here. You've had a great turnout today.
2: We've had a fantastic
1: turnout today, yes. It's so exciting. People from many times and lots of new people, so that's so exciting.
0: That is. That's very cool. Yeah, good stuff. Hi, what's your name?
1: My name is Theo Ward.
0: The award, and how old are you?
3: I am twelve.
0: Good for you, and you have auditioned before.
3: Yes, for Seussical, Beauty and the Beast, and this this Lindsay Little Theater show called Thriller.
0: Good for you, and what did you do today?
3: Uh, I auditioned for Zeus. I auditioned for Matilda, and I got called back. I got a call back. Yay!
0: Good <laughs> stuff. What did you sing?
3: I sang a whole new world from Aladdin.
0: Good for you with well, all the best yeah and thank you you too we'll see you again
1: all right
0: I've just left the auditions great turnout for the uh, the first round of auditions we're going to be following this show uh, right from beginning to end so we'll keep you posted on how it goes some very excited kids very nervous kids but they they all did very well. And that will do it for our month of May episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to our fascinating people that we've had on here. Um, We are looking forward to many, many important topics coming up in the future. Hope you are able to join us. We have a new episode every month. I would like to thank once again our uh, guests, and I would like to thank my now and then crew, uh, Mr. Warren Frank, who is my producer engineer, and Renee Frank, and William again, I appreciate your services each and every month. I want to remind you that we would love to hear from you. We want to hear your stories of the Academy, both as a participant on stage or as an audience member. You can contact us on our website at nowandthenpodcast.net or email us at nowandthenpodcast at hotmail.com. We would love to hear your stories and we will be sharing some of these as we go forward. We are going to be uh, coming at you the first of every month, if all is well, and we will see you again in the month of June. Take care, support the arts, it's important.